I'm Rose Skeeters, host of From Borderline to Beautiful, a show about hope and recovery for BPD. Hello, and welcome to another episode of From Borderline to Beautiful. Okay, so two weeks ago, I started a moral compass series where I talked about integrity and perseverance. This week, I am going to talk about honor and what that means to be an honorable person. Before I jump in, though, I am so proud to announce that we have switched from Thrive Mind Body LLC to Skeeter Strength Mindset Coaching Systems LLC. You'll begin to notice the changes trickle out. Our emails and web address have been updated, but if you've been sending address or emails, excuse me, to the old address, thriveonlinecounseling.com, don't worry, we have everything forward. We'll gather all of that information, and over time, our new website address is skeetersstrength.com website, and our email addresses are rose at skeetersstrength.com and jay at skeetersstrength.com. So it's all good, and we're just super excited, and you know, I'm really excited to have this opportunity as well, because week in and week out, I'm talking to you about recovery, and this is just an opportunity for me to really live out the things I am talking about on the podcast. I want to be someone who is telling you, these are the things you need to do, and then if you were to come and watch my life, you would see that I actually do those things. And so I'm conceding control, living in the moment, being humble, letting go, and being a team player. I have integrity and I'm an honorable person. I admit that it's scary to let go of control, but it is also necessary and logical. I mean, Jay is an amazing mindset coach as evidenced by his success with clients over the past several years. He has transformed his life from one of pain, adversity, and turmoil to one of strength. And his honest and genuine approach will make our content that much more valuable to you guys. So stay tuned. We're going to be offering you more updates, and I'm also going to start releasing information about our groups coming up in the fall, as I know that there's a lot of interest around that. So let's jump in to what honor means. Honor. What's that? Well, let's be honest. We live in a time where everything is offensive. We are quick to judge, quick to criticize, and quick to cut out anyone who offends us. If someone offends us, the message is, cut them out of your life. Doesn't take much either, right? That's the scary thing, little troubling. Can make a single mistake or a single misstep, and that person who made the mistake is just cut out, maybe even attacked. Maybe they live an entire life of integrity, but if they do one thing wrong, say one thing wrong, they have one moment of foolishness, that's it. They're kind of written off and attacked. And it's not just with people who are public figures, right? So I'm sure you know this lately. There's a lot of polarization, especially in the U.S., right? And so we don't really have to get into all of that. But I know that you can relate if you think of that, of how, you know, if a celebrity says something that's not necessarily popular, they're just kind of cut out, even if they had been someone who was like um, esteemed and looked up to prior to that. So it's just kind of the way things go, where we take these individual instances of people, and if they're do some do doing something, excuse me, that offends us, we just cut them out. And it's just, you know, it really is deeply sad, you know, I think, to have that as part of who we are as a society, as, you know, the way things are, because then we have an issue where we don't have very honorable folks, right? So think about this. Maybe there was a disagreement over a single issue and you've completely distanced yourself from someone. 
It doesn't even have to be a big issue. Could be maybe the person that you're dating or you're into never comments on your posts or likes your photos, or maybe, you know, you know someone who's slow to respond to your texts. And maybe your argument is, well, I saw the bubbles and you started to respond, but then you didn't. So obviously you don't love me and you reject me. Or, you know, obviously you don't hold me of any importance in your life. So I'm going to ghost you or shut down or have a tantrum, right? We live in a world of perpetual offense. And let me lay this truth out for you. If you're on a continual search to be offended or a continuous search to be offended, you'll always find what you're looking for. You will absolutely be offended. This isn't just a BPD brain thing, guys. We live in a culture, at least in the Western world, that's almost looking to be offended and to be angry and to dishonor others. So what I'm asking you to do to have a moral compass, to stop focusing on what society says is right and good, and to start listening to your heart, your intuition, the part of you deep down that knows that there is peace in love and peace in acceptance and peace in unconditional positive regard of those we say we love. This is what I am challenging us all to do as a community, to be honorable, to be humble, to honor one another above ourselves to show honor to someone else even above the way we would honor ourselves. How are you doing with that? I talked about humility and integrity and loyalty and selfless service last season. So I ask you today, if you have been listening, we're in group, work with Jay and I, or if you have been going at it alone or with your clinician, how's it going? Are you honoring others? Are you honoring yourself? Honor just seems to be lost today. Being an honorable person is almost looked down upon. It's so interesting to me because honoring others above yourself feels so good. And what actually happens when we do this is that our confidence increases. People come closer to us and we get our needs met the way we more often, you know, want, right? We're going to get our needs met. We don't have to just beg in a way that You know, when we don't honor others, we control those around us. When you honor someone, there's not really this begging. It's just building someone up and just being there for them. Or maybe you're humble, but only humble when you're going to get accolades for it, right? Praise for it. Well, being honorable means being trustworthy. And being trustworthy means having people around us who rely on us. Those people, they don't leave. Would you leave a trustworthy and honorable person? Likely your answer is no. And maybe that's why you are listening today because you have found an honorable partner, friend, or family member and you are trying to keep them in your life. So let's look for a moment at the difference between showing honor and withholding honor. To dishonor someone is to treat them as common or ordinary or to bring shame or to disgrace them. To honor someone is to value them, respect them, or to highly esteem them and treat them as precious, weighty, or valuable. What do you think honor does? Well, it esteems, cherishes, values, builds others up, encourages others, and it believes the best in a person. So dishonor means tearing people down, belittling, criticizing, devaluing, and assuming the worst in people. So again, honoring someone is building them up and encouraging them and believing the best. 
Dishonoring someone tears them down, belittles them, criticizes them, devalues them, and assumes the worst. It's like if you were dating someone you like, right? You like everything about this person, so you show them honor. You make their favorite meal, go out on a date with this person, post photos with them. Maybe you even go so far as to use the hashtag relationship goals or besties or true love. Eventually, you move in together, get married. Over time, you start to take them for granted. And instead of honoring them and lifting them up, you start treating them as ordinary. You come home and demand dinner or demand attention or complain at the person you once honored. Maybe you even show more affection to your dogs or cats than you do to the person you once honored. To get affection, maybe you demand it. Treating your partner now as ordinary. Do you want a good relationship? Do you want to build something beautiful? Try honoring your partner above yourself. Honor each other above yourselves. Think of the shift for a minute. Didn't you do that when you were dating way back when? What happened? Did you fall into treating each other as ordinary? What once was special becomes ordinary every single time if that's what you choose. I do couples coaching sessions and I'll have people come to me and one partner is just on and on about all the things their partner does wrong. You never do this and you never do that and you do this wrong and you do that wrong and you don't love me, you don't validate me. And it's, it's just never enough. And I'll say to this person, do you realize the whole time the only thing you have done is tear your partner down, stop. And a lot of the times people will say, I don't have a J like you. If I had a J, I would honor my partner. But my partner isn't like Jay, so you can't relate, and I'm not listening to you, and he needs to change, you know, and I say, well, maybe my husband is the way he is with me because I have learned to honor him since the day he came back into my life, and every time I veer off of that path, I pull myself right back so that I can show him the honor that he deserves because honoring him means building him up and making him feel like he matters because he does. The problem is that we often tend to think that once we act honorable, then I'll show you honor. In other words, if you're living in such a way that deserves honor, then I'll show it to you. But if not, you're not getting it. There's a difference now. Let me make this distinction, right? There's a big difference between respect and honor. So respect is earned, but honor is given. So again, Respect is something that is earned, but honor is something that is given freely. So even if someone is not acting in an honorable way, I choose to honor who they are becoming and who they are most capable of being. So let's say your partner is driving you nuts. Maybe he's frustrated at you. Maybe he's resentful because of the way that you've been acting with your BPD or your tantrums, that kind of thing. And you're having a hard time reconnecting and honoring this individual because you just want them to stop thinking that you're going to have a tantrum, right? So in order for you to act in an honorable way, you have to choose to honor who he would become and who the, where the relationship would go and who you're becoming so that you can boost things up rather than focusing on the, ne- the negatives and thinking this is never going to get better. And, you know, dishonoring him and the relationship and yourself by devaluing and assuming the worst. Here's something that is important. 
when you start ascribing honor to someone and you treat them as precious and special and just start assigning honor to them to build them up, build up their confidence, they start becoming honorable. I think of my own recovery and Jay's role in it. He treated me with honor day in and day out, even when I had not earned respect. He never lost sight of the person I was capable of becoming, and he honored me until I got there. And what happened to me? I became an honorable person because I had someone who believed in me, who honored me. Okay, let's look at the flip side. Well, when you assume the worst and you tear someone down and you tell them over and over and over and over again what they are not, and you belittle them and criticize them, it's amazing how they start to act more dishonorably. Why? Well, because honor builds the spirit, builds the individual's confidence, and dishonor tears it right down. This applies to others you are in relationship with, but it also applies to yourself, the person in the mirror. Think for a moment. Do you honor yourself with your thoughts and actions or do you dishonor yourself? Tear yourself down, tell yourself lies about how you are never going to be enough. Yes, that's a lie, folks. You are absolutely enough and then some. So why does honor matter so much? Well, anytime you dishonor yourself or others, it actually hurts you. It tears you down and disconnects you from those around you. What relationships would have been preserved? What would your thoughts and actions be like? What would have changed if you had had honor in the past? If you could disagree with someone and still honor them as a person? If you wanted to defy authority because you didn't agree with the rules or didn't think they were fair, but honored them anyway? If you stopped telling yourself that you're a horrible person who deserves nothing and started living like you are worthy of love and honor, what would have changed? What would change? For myself, I think of all the missed opportunities in my own life. I don't think of them with regret now. Don't get me wrong, because I love the way my life has turned out. I do think of them and wonder, though, what if I had actually practiced the clarinet, for example, while I was in college, rather than dishonoring myself by taking advantage of a gift I had been given? What if I didn't lose my virginity in the basement of a boy's house that I met on the internet just because I wanted him to like me? What if I had honored myself instead of dishonoring myself in those journals where I wrote how horrible I was and how I would never be anything but a failure? If I had learned to honor myself and those around me because it's the right thing to do as a young child, I would have a different life entirely. I believe I would never have felt the deep borderline, let's say, pain of rejection and abandonment. Sure, I would have been rejected and abandoned, but I wouldn't have felt it viscerally and allowed it to broken, break and my entire being down hyperbole. That's how it feels. I would have honored myself enough to know how to handle it even. So I ask you, what would your life be like? If you honored yourself and those around you, what would change? Even if you didn't agree, but you honored the person that you could become and they could become. Spend some time in reflection asking yourself this. Then ask yourself what it would be like to start right now honoring yourself and your loved ones. 
building yourself up and building up those around you? What do you have to lose exactly? So how do you do that? How do you show honor? You can show honor to others by taking them out to lunch, for example, and paying for a meal. Or even make it a game with your friend. Try to outdo each other on acts of kindness. Something silly and fun. Putting them above you. You can show honor to your partner by trying to outlove one another. Show love to each other in a big way. You can show honor in your relationship by putting your dating hat on again. Take each other out. Remember why you fell in love to begin with. Honor their successes, support their failures, cherish them, love them, give them affection. So if you find yourself living without honor, I challenge and encourage you to consider adding honor to your moral moral compass. Remember, honorable people are reliable. They show up and they show up on time. They are trustworthy. They earn the respect of those around them. They feel pride in themselves and are more confident. They achieve influence in their lives because people know that when they talk, they say things that matter and should be attended to. Today, you can start being honorable by doing these three things. One, be authentic. Be your true self. Drop the hyperboles and intense act to get external validation and practice being true to the person you are when no one is watching. The second thing you can do is to tell others the truth in love. Say things that are true, though not with that attacking tone, that attacking way. Just be real and be kind. Lastly, you can accept others for who they are, flaws and all. No judging or criticizing or cutting people out after a first offense. Love others for who they are capable of becoming and focus your own self-improvement efforts inward awesome. I really appreciate you guys listening and allowing me to speak to you about what it means to be honorable. Being an honorable person and walking the path towards becoming that will help with your identity development and with your confidence building. As always, if you need support working through your moral compass, feel free to pop on the website, schedule a session at skeeterstrength.com, rose at skeeterstrength.com or j at skeeterstrength.com, 1-844-984-7483. Thanks so much. All right, now it's time for our Q&A. So today I have a question about children, diagnoses, ADD, ADHD, And whether or not children who are parented by someone who has borderline personality disorder should be on medication, should get a diagnosis, and what it would look like if the parenting skills kind of went along with the recovery for the parent and whether or not that would eradicate any need for a diagnosis or kind of an issue. So It's a lot, this question, and I feel like it really deserves another episode. I know there are a lot of people out there now kind of reaching out about parenting, which is something that I just love talking about because, you know, we've talked, I've talked a little bit about this before. My son is very much like me, so we work hard on, you know, being deliberate with our parenting and really helping him, and it's just paying off so much. He's actually doing really well, you know, for all of the things that he's been through, and we're just so proud. So, 
That being said, just touching on this briefly, you know, it's really important to understand that if you are a mom or a dad and you have a child with borderline personality disorder or a child who is struggling emotionally, let's say, you know, maybe they're defiant or they have tantrums or outbursts or they, you know, have ADD, says the school, you want to look at how your behavior may or may not contribute to the behavior of your child. A lot of the times, there are, I have individuals come to me who have a child who's sort of acting out and they look like they have like maybe ADHD or they're on the spectrum. But when we jump right into it and we kind of scrape away the layers, we find that both parents or even just one parent, maybe the primary parent, mother, is emotionally intense, you know, has a hard time accepting responsibility for their behavior. Maybe the mom has a hard time regulating their emotions. Maybe the mom wants to rescue that child or the dad, right? Either one, you know, wants, doesn't want to give the child consequences or boundaries and wants to rescue them from the consequences of the other parent. And maybe the the parents are struggling with their mental health so much so that they're not loyal to their word. And not only that are they not loyal to their word, but they don't have consistency and self-discipline, you know, and so they do the exact opposite. So it's like, do as I say, but not as I do kind of thing. That is a perfect storm for a young child to have a diagnosis, right? So if I had not walked the recovery path and my son's father hadn't you know, had been more involved in his life and hadn't done any kind of work, my child would not be who he is today because there is a huge nurture component to all of this. It's that nature versus nurture. Is it all genetic, all environment, et cetera? And environment just plays such a big role. So it's very difficult for me to say, yes, your child should be on medication or no, your child shouldn't be on medication because I don't feel qualified to do that without a lot of information. And I think as parents, if you're struggling because you have a child who you see having these kind of emotional issues, you want to ask yourself, right, like, if you're going to put them on medication, are you also willing to do the work necessary to learn the skills that whoever is, you know, working with them, their pediatrician, teacher, etc., that they're saying that your child lacks? Because if you do that and you start to help your child learn emotion regulation skills, boundaries, self-discipline, consistency, you know, then you can go back to the drawing board so that you can then teach and model those things. But a lot of the times, if you have a very sensitive child, your child is going to model and mirror the dysfunctional behaviors that you're engaging in. And then they're going to be punished for that at a young age by needing to take medication and be separated from friends and having tantrums in public, you know, because they're having this trauma response, number one, to the emotional roller coaster that comes with mental illness, especially a personality disorder or CPTSD, right? So they won't have any feeling of safety. So they'll be very rule-oriented, rule-focused. You'll be anxious kids, kind of upset. You know, so you really just want to think about whether or not you're willing to take full extreme responsibility for the behaviors you engage in and do everything in your power to work through that. And if you are, then if your child needs to be on medication because their professional says that they need to be on medication, For now, you really want to default to the child psychiatrist, psychologist, pediatrician, you know, and then over time, you know, working on you and then working on instilling those behaviors into your child is really just the best 
you know, the best policy and plan because it's very difficult to tell who has a diagnosis, why they have a diagnosis, who should be on medication, who should not be on medication when in in a a parent-child relationship, when the parent needs a lot of support and a lot of help themselves to do the things that they're asking of their child. So hopefully that helps. Like I said, we're definitely going to be doing more episodes on parenting. And if you have any more questions on this topic, I would love to answer them. So keep them coming. Okay, thanks for listening. That was from Borderline and Beautiful, a production of Skeeter's Strength Mindset Coaching Systems, LLC, online coaching that helps frustrated individuals, resentful couples, and disconnected families navigate through tough times. Visit us on the web at skeeterstrength.com. If you like this show, remember, you can hear it on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or any app you use to listen to podcasts. Subscribe to get a new episode every week. Next time on the show, we'll continue to talk about moral compass work. We have communication skills, parenting skills, eating disorders, and a lot of other awesome things for you. If you want to get in touch, you can leave me a voice message. Some of you had some comments and questions from the last episode, so let's hear them. I'd love to hear whatever questions you have, too. Just download the Anchor mobile app, search for From Borderline to Beautiful, and tap the message button to send me a voice message. All right. We made it. Thanks again for listening. I'm Rose Skeeters, and I'll be back next week with another episode of From Borderline to Beautiful. Talk to you then.